what is up? It's your boy, Cat Olive. <clears throat> this is the Cat Olive Chronicles. I think this is what? Shh, episode 7, 8? I don't know. Something like that. Anyways, it is officially November 3rd, which means that October, the busiest month of the year for me, is over. Thank God. Spent Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday on the road with Webby. And just a complete reminder of why the fuck I hate touring so much. Anyways, this is uh, pretty much following in line with the last couple episodes. It's just something pops up after not having done this for a minute that I kind of want to just give some details or some information on so people can have a more educated uh, type of situation on it. Just told him to fuck off, basically. Anyways, yes, let me pull this up. This is kind of what I want to talk about. What I've, what I've dealt with recently, uh, but it's been going on for a long time. And I've always, I've always done my best to be the person that says, oh, well, I do things differently because X, Y, Z, or I do this because I'm trying to do things in the benefit of the artists that I'm hoping that I'm giving some sort of platform to showcase their skills or, you know, give them an opportunity to perform in front of their fans. But I, I, I kind of want to address some, some differences in, uh, the different ways that promoters do shows and then also why they do it that way versus how Live Nation does it or AEG does it or places that own venues do it. Um, and then also address like, I don't know, just a lot of things. So here, pretty much, here we go. So being an artist in the past, nothing I hate more than a pay to play. Um, because you're playing two sides of a coin and all this will end up becoming full circle so it makes more sense. One, first and foremost, almost every promoter that does a pay-to-play um, is probably booking way more acts than what need to be on the show. So a show that maybe has one or two touring acts, you could get away with four support acts. That's... I think all that really the crowd should be able to handle and at the same time uh, doesn't oversaturate your your locals in the sense that they should get an opportunity to perform in front of the fans, regardless of what the ticket arrangement is or the, the performance arrangement is. But a lot of the times you see promoters who are doubling down on their money who will probably do... We're just going to throw, throw out some hypothetical numbers. A pay-to-play for, I don't know, 500 750 bucks, uh, where they require all the money up front. You get your tickets back. You get tickets it back to sell, uh, but then they'll end up booking 8 to 10 artists. So, you know, let's just do the money on the low side. 10 times 500 easily. Don't need my calculator for this, but I'm going to do it just so I can continue to talk. 
five G's. And we could take that all the way up to 75 hundred bucks. That's money that is a good chance that they are probably not reporting in any settlement to any manager or agent. So they're probably being huge pieces of shit. Now, I hate that um, for the reasons I already stated. I like to do things where I tier the tickets based upon what you feel you can sell. So if I say, hey, we're going to do four slots, 35, 30, 25, 20, 20 is really the lowest you should be going for a show. I mean, come on, for fuck's sake. Um, based on what arrangement you have, that will basically right there tell you which spot on the lineup you're going to get. But if you don't want to do, if we don't want to do it like that, we'll just make them all the same, 25 or 30, whatever, however much you think the artist is popping and worth for an artist to open for. Now, if I've worked with you before, I won't require a deposit, but if I haven't worked with you before, I require literally the most basic of deposits, $100, 100 bucks, that's it. And we come to an arrangement that says, hey, please do not take this if you can't sell the goddamn tickets. Because what ends up happening is an artist will show up with 20 tickets sold and think that they don't owe me any more money. When the contract states 25 tickets. So again, basic math, 25 at 20 is $500. And if you pay me $100 deposit, that's 400. You show up with 300, you still owe me another $100. But I don't know how many artists don't get this concept, even though agreements are signed, all this is like verbatim put in emails, text messages, and I get put in situations where I'm made out to be the bad guy. Like I'm being the fucking dickhead because they're like, oh, well, you just, this is a pay to play. Like, no, bro. Like I told you from the jump, don't take this if you can't sell the tickets because as a performer artist, um, previous artist, I hated coming out of pocket. I don't want you to come out of pocket because then we get into this situation. So what what have I done to make it right? Okay, so uh, I, I gave artists the opportunity to have an extra 10 tickets on top of that to, to make pure profit from. Nobody does that shit. What, what's the max you usually get? Two, three bucks off 20 tickets, 25 tickets? Do the math. It's 50, 60 bucks. It's chump change. It's making you feel like your work is undervalued. So... I created that extra window and if you come up short and you really can't come up with the money, instead of me being a cockhead and taking your money and then kicking you out of the show, I've just shortened your set. Let's comp let's 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 make this fair. We'll meet in the middle. Okay, you you're short this, I'm gonna short you this. It works out pretty well. But what I'm coming across more and more often are artists who I've been too lenient on too many times. And now they've cost me a good chunk of money. And I get it all the time where, where, you know, cocky, egotistical artists are like, oh man, I get paid to play. No, the fuck you don't. Nobody knows who you are. I've peeped all your social media. You've got 500 likes. You've got zero monthly listeners on Spotify. Like, it's, it's BS. The artists that say that crap... And I don't care if anybody comments on this saying otherwise are the ones that have no fan base because this is the truth, at least from my perception. I book big locals all the time and it's our guys that I'd love their music. I think they're super talented, but I'm being 100% real. I haven't seen one of these people besides one person 
that can bring over 30 people to a show. Because you know why that is? The second that I take them on, they don't give a shit because they're like, oh, I don't have to sell tickets. Or hey, I'm getting paid. So they don't, they do zero work, zero work. It's the truth. I wish it wasn't. So anytime you hear someone say, oh, well, I don't do ticket minimums or I don't do pay to plays, I only get paid to perform. Uh, that may be your mindset, but let me show me where the last time you got paid to perform. Because last time I saw your flyer, you were performing at the VFW on a fucking free show or a $5 show at the Red Sea. Like you get paid to perform? Really? Who, who pays you? Okay. Point of this isn't I'm not trying to rant on 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 that concept, but I'm getting very upset and fed up with more so myself than anybody else because I'm getting really tired of the leniency that I've granted towards certain people has uh, come back to bite me in the ass. And I just did it because I was trying to look at the bigger picture, and now I'm sitting here saying why I don't give a fuck. You like you guys. Artists always want to say, well, we don't do pay-to-plays because the promoters uh, take advantage of the situation and they book 8 to 10 artists and I get no time to shine. I get that. But guess what? There are maybe one prom There's maybe one promoter per 1,000 artists. So every time a promoter is doing that to you, I mean, the likelihood is, is it's probably they're doubling down, but the reality is probably 90%, and again, these are hypotheticals, 90% of those guys that do the pay-to-plays are because the 1,000 of you have fucked them over. So they want their money now because when you show up to the show, they're not trying to deal with you showing up late, rolling in with the crew, smoking weed, making their life fucking hell, making them look unorganized as shit because you can't show up for a sound check. That's the truth. And you want to ask, well, why is the promoter doing this? Why do they make us do this? Because at the end of the day, on the flip side, the good promoters, heh, that don't fuck around with that bullshit, don't book eight to ten artists to make a show sound or look like crap, that book the bare minimum. I don't do that. I don't treat you like that. But the only reason why now I'm getting to the point where I'm going to start requiring all my money up front is because 999 out of 1,000 of you motherfuckers Keep screwing with my money. Oh, well, I get paid to play. I would never do that. You know what? You might be right, but I can't trust you. That's the truth. I can't, I can't trust you, and I won't take that risk anymore. And I, I didn't mean to turn that into a rant, but every time I have this conversation on the road and I'm, I'm talking through all these scenarios... People are just open and honest with me, and I, I, I don't because I'm in, a, I'm a different city. I'm rolling with three people. I'm not trying to get up in your face and tell you how you're fucking wrong and get into a fight. Like I'm not trying to deal with that stuff. So that kind of just spiraled into a rant. But I just wanted, wanted to, to touch on that. <sighs> Promoters that do that are shady, but at the same time, they were put in that position by you guys. Now, don't get me wrong. There probably are promoters that were just born shady and pieces of shit. But I would say 9 out of 10 of them that I know that require that are put in that position because you artists did that to them. So I'm sorry to you artists that are actually legit and don't fuck around and take your, your stuff seriously, but you got drugged down by the majority. What's that saying? You're only as fast as the slowest train car goes or some shit like that. 
that's pretty much the same same situation. And now, like, I'm I, every day I have these conversations with my team, Kevin and Buddy. How do we stop this from happening? How do we stop this from happening? Who's got to be the bad guy? Who's got to be the bad guy? And it's coming. It's coming. I mean, the reality is, this is the truth. And I'm sorry to anybody that I work with because I really like you guys. But I would much rather, much rather take your ticket minimums that I'm relying on to bring just an extra couple heads to the show to help the show out. I'd rather spend my time and maybe an extra $500 on marketing to where I don't have to use locals. It's truth. Makes the show drag on. You know, Webby show goes for five hours. And granted, everybody's super happy because Webby spends an hour and a half on stage and like basically hugs everybody. But at the same time, like it's, I'm just getting to the point where like the only reason why I have to do that, by the way, too, is because I don't own a venue. So I want to I tackle that side of it, too. So let's say like somewhere like Skyway or before Mill City Nights. The reason why you would get like one tour act, one support tour act and one local is because those guys own the bar. Let's say you, you know, 500 people show up. You're probably going to do seven to twelve thousand dollars of the bar. And let's do back. Go back to the ticket minimum. 20, 20 times twenty five. 500 bucks times 4x is 2g's. Uh, they're crushing me. And this is the only reason why I have to do it is because I don't get the bar money. If I got the bar money, locals wouldn't exist. I hate to say that. It's just, it's it's a headache. It's a massive headache going through and doing all these, reaching out to locals or having them comment on posts or email us and go through all these contractual terms and collect deposits and mail tickets and hope that they show up with my goddamn money and they don't just go out and give the tickets or sell them and keep them. Like, it's... <clears throat> I fucking hate it. Oh. Just remember, Cat Daddy tried to be nice. Too many of you have been taking advantage of my leniency, and now it's gonna come smack down on everybody. Everybody. All right, so um, a couple other things that I do want to actually address too, and this is a little bit, a few things that I've witnessed this week. I've been noticing more and more and more that every show I'm getting 15, 20 requests for media passes. What? No, why? Like, y'all show up, and some of you don't even send the request. You just show up with a camera like, oh, I got a media pass. Mm, get the fuck out. So here, here's how it is. There's Buddy, there's Kevin, there's Gage, there's me. Cadillac comes through and uh, DJs with Buddy. Most recently, Young Moody has been coming through and doing some stage hype shit, but he's also been marketing our shows. So I'm going to let him get a pass. Outside of that, unless you talk to me, Stop requesting media passes. Stop sneaking through the side doors of caboose because you know how to get in. Thinking that in the future, I'm not going to kick your ass the fuck out. Because I'm really sick of that shit. It's just, it, it, I get it. Like, I, I'm, I'm cordial with you outside of the venue because you, you seem like a cool dude. But the second you step inside this venue while I'm renting it, I'm in charge, and every time you walk in without paying, you're costing me money. I, I'm, I'm like dead ass sick of it. If you want a free pass, just contact me. Say, Kato, hey man, these are the these are the types of value ads I can bring to your team. 
uh, and at the same time, I may not be like, oh, well, that's something I need. But you know what? I will always, 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 always take people who are out there pushing the CLM brand because it not only benefits me, it benefits them. But the second you step on my stage and all you're doing is pushing your brand and then getting on social media afterwards, giving me no plugs in the process and only giving yourself plugs and representing yourself in a way that you're not supposed to be at the show. Now I've got problems with you. I'm not cool with any of that shit. And again, this goes back to the leniency thing. I should have stopped it from happening and I didn't. Won't happen again. Now that being said, if those people are watching this now, don't take offense to that. Just understand, I'm a business man. I'm not a goddamn like piece of shit you can just walk on. I'm tired of being lenient. I'm tired of being nice. If you want to be involved, then do it the right way. Stop cutting corners. Stop showing up two hours before the doors open thinking you're just going to sneak through because all that stuff is done. Just go about it the right way. You know, if you if you want to take pictures for CLM, cool. Reach out to me. Tell me that you want to take pictures for CLM. But guess what? I expect you to be at every show. I don't expect you just to show up for the ones that you want to. I expect my pictures within 24 hours. I expect my videos within 24 hours. I expect every single one of them to have the CLM logo on it, not your shitty one. And if you post on your page before you give me copies of the photos and I post first, you won't be invited to another show. If you post yourself on my stage before you post or give me the information or that material to post on my stuff first, you won't be invited to another show. If you post on my stage with your name and not the CLM brand, won't be invited to another show. I mean, I, I don't think I'm being an asshole right now. I know this is coming across very venti, but like this last week, I ran across some really good people and I ran across some people that I wanted to punch right in the fucking face. End rant.